Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Moira Tuile-Pataila. First up, New Caledonia won another 15 gold medals on Tuesday to further extend their monster lead atop the Pacific Games medals table. Palau will host the 2025 Pacific Mini Games after the only rival bid from American Samoa was deemed non-compliant. And Tonga's National Olympic Committee, or TASANOC, says it's verbally expressed an interest in hosting the 2017 Pacific Games, but nothing has been agreed to officially. New Caledonia won another 15 gold medals on Tuesday to further extend their monster lead atop the Pacific Games medals table. The French territory has now won 58 gold medals in Samoa, with the host nation a distant second on 26. We are now into week two of the Games, and I spoke to our reporter Vinnie Wiley in Samoa. Well, I mean, I guess in a general sense, New Caledonia has just been relentless, just their sort of surge in the medals table. They've They've actually only ever lost three Pacific Games in terms of the overall medals table. So they are traditionally the team to beat and incredibly dominant. Of course, they lost four years ago in Papua New Guinea, the host nation getting up in Port Moresby. But uh, they've they've come back with a vengeance here in Apia. They uh, dominated the swimming, 25 gold medals in that first week. Uh, and you know other events like shooting or archery, they've, they've just regularly picked up medals across the park and now we're into week two athletics. Uh, that's a place where Papua New Guinea are often quite strong. We've already seen them have some success in the uh, the, the longer distance running, uh, for example. But New Caledonia, they've, they've, they've dominated the para events, uh, I think winning gold in almost all of them. Um, and, and they've got some pretty strong athletes too. So they've got more than double the gold medals of any other country. Uh, Samoa are the closest in second place. So, uh, you know, with only a few days to go, I, I can't see anyone getting near them. And um, have there been any, uh, you know, major surprises? Uh, I mean, we've had a few sort of nice little stories. I mean, for example, uh, Cook Island swimmer uh, Wesley Roberts. Now, he he's competed at the Olympic Games before. He's a very good swimmer. I think he's won gold at Oceania events. But uh, his gold medal last week was the first time the Cook Islands had ever won a swimming gold medal. And, and that came after the controversy where, of course, four of the Cook Island swimmers actually were um, banned from competing in the games, but he, he still succeeded. He won four medals in all, and uh, you know the Cook Islands don't even have a pool, a proper swimming pool back there. So uh, they've talked about you know what a journey it's been for them to finally get to this point. Uh, we've had um, Tonga just um, yesterday winning four medals in Taekwondo, uh, traditionally a sport they're very strong at, and of course everybody knows Peter Telfatafua. He's not competing; he is here supporting the team, but. Uh, in the past, they'd win lots of medals, but the last two Pacific Games, they've only won one each. Um, but this time, they've already won four in the first day. So uh, that's a sport that they really want to make strong again in the country. It's quite a, uh, you know, a small sport, but uh, yeah, they've been working hard behind the scenes to try and uh, get things back going again. 
And I guess also just, you know, the host nation Samoa, there's been a lot of wonderful performances from the local athletes that have really risen to the occasion. You've got uh, uh, Jill Walter, the, the archer. She's only on her 18th birthday. She won a gold medal uh, in the first week of competition. Uh, and, and then she, uh, in the, uh, a few days later, she joined up with her dad and won, won a medal as well in the team event. Um, so, and then in the sprinting, Bonavay uh, Timbakanthora from Fiji still won the 100 metres. But uh, Samoa was second and third, and young Kelvin Masoi, the Samoan, he's only 20 years old. He's uh, very, very young, very talented. He got the bronze medal, and there's, there's probably a lot more to come from him. And, you know, I know, I know that there was um, a sense of kind of uh, rushed for Samoa in terms of them obviously taking over the hosting rights from Tonga. So, um, you know, you've been obviously to a couple of um, these Pacific Games events. Um, how have you found the, the, the hosting and the organisation by Samoa? In terms of the venues, the venues are fantastic. Um, everything's there, the facilities, and, and that's why Samoa were given the Games because they're a you know proven, reliable um you know, entity, everyone knows that they've done it before and they'll do it again and they've got absolute government backing and that's a real theme with the Pacific Games these days is, is the government has to be right behind you because as we've seen with Tonga and there was some issues with uh, the CNMI recently with the upcoming mini-games that if the government wavers then uh, things can really become problematic so um, uh, yeah, all the facilities are great, some of them have been refurbished the Aquatic Centre I think is new, it's, it's pretty fantastic to be honest uh, the weightlifting gym has been is not new, but it's been described as world class. It's a, a specialist weightlifting 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 venue, which is uh, uh, pretty rare. Um, usually, they're just in kind of giant gyms. Otherwise, there's lots of halls around, and they've all got sort of China aid, um, you know, placards on the outside because China has has obviously helped to build most of these venues, and they'll definitely be a, a lasting legacy for the games. And do you think the locals? Athletes. Do you think the locals have gotten behind the games? There, there have certainly been some events where things have got pretty uh, pretty loud. Uh, the rugby sevens at the weekend, Samoa lost seven five in the men's final, but uh, Fiji had two yellow cards, and up until the the end, they were defending desperately, and Samoa were trying to get that winning try. And, I mean, you know what it's like with sevens in the Pacific, and Samoa especially. Uh, the crowd was right into it. It was at the uh, Marison Joseph Stadium, which is quite a small, uh, uh, small and intimate stadium, and so you're kind of right on the pitch, and it was uh, a really nice atmosphere. Uh, but the uh, at the athletics, um, you know, with the sprinting and whatnot, you, you've got the crowd sitting in Apia Park. Uh, you know, hundreds of people there are uh, getting pretty boisterous, and a few people watching on as the prime minister competed in the archery in uh, week one as well. Oh, and of course, the weightlifting with you know so many top Samoan weightlifters, they won 16 gold medals. So uh, huge crowds there, getting very very vocal, uh, especially when the likes of uh, Laotiti Louie and Sonali Mao and Fatima uh, Star was were, were competing uh, in the in some of the later events, including the Prime Minister, including uh, Luau Seal, the Sports Minister. You know, he was standing up on his feet and, yeah, things were uh, were pretty, um, things were rocking. <laughs> and I see too that, um, obviously, you know, this um, Games also has seen a lot of young and up-and-coming stars too in, in, in sports in the region. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what the Pacific Games is about, Um you know, for a lot of these, a lot of these athletes have gone to like a Com Games or an Olympics before, but the Pacific Games is often seen as, um, you know, an ideal launching pad um, for a country like Samoa. Over 500 athletes competing here, they'd never get that opportunity at another Games just because of cost and and uh, logistics. So that's the perks of being the home country. And you know, I mentioned Kelvin Masui coming third in the sprints. Um, 
Jill Walter is only 18 years old. Um, there's there's lots of other young, talented athletes. Uh, all these uh, Taekwondo uh, medalists from Tonga, they're all teenagers, it would appear, and they're all uh, it's their first Pacific Games. Uh, some of them have only been you know training for six or seven months, um, so they're all very new to the sport. And even the uh, the, the two runner-ups in the women's uh, hundred meter sprints from Fiji and Papua New Guinea were only 17 and 18. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, young raw talent uh, coming through. What's coming up in the next few days there? I suppose uh, the boxing uh, has begun this week and will go on for another couple of days. That's over in Savai. Uh, so I think it's the only sport taking place in Savai. And uh, my understanding is uh, the, the crowds have been pretty uh, pretty strong uh, in the first day or two. So um, I think they're really appreciating over there getting uh, getting some of the Pacific Games action. And uh, Samoa, obviously, a, a pretty strong boxing nation. Um, you know, there's a um, you know you drive through Apia here and you've got signs with Joseph Parker on them, obviously. Uh, very proud of his performances in the past for New Zealand and Samoa and David Tua's uh, village and, uh, of course, the young Ato Plodziki uh, Fa'angali who won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games last year for Samoa. He's uh, competing here in the boxing as well, so there's definitely high hopes for him. Uh, and otherwise, it's just the athletics continuing, which is, of course, one of the glamour um, sports uh, always at the Games and uh, a few more other sports as, uh, as well to wrap up. with like The triathlon and uh, will be... Uh, you know, wrapping up on the weekend too, the final day of competition on Saturday. Vinnie Wiley. Palau will host the 2025 Pacific Mini Games after the only rival bid from American Samoa was deemed non-compliant. The Micronesian country previously hosted the Games in 2005 and plans to refurbish most of its existing facilities over the next few years. The president of the Palau Olympic Committee, Frank Kiota, told Vinnie Wiley the successful bid was a team effort. Well, it feels good. Uh, it's the outcome of a, a lot of uh, preparation and hard work. So. How long how long has the preparation and, and the work behind this bit been going on? I think it's been like 18 to 20 months. Yeah. And so it was Palau and American Samoa that came here hoping to, to win the Games. Uh, normally you'd have a presentation and then there'd be a vote of the, the Games Council's membership. Uh, a little bit different this time because American Samoa wasn't fully compliant, but the Games membership you know, agreed with the resolution that you know, Palau should be, the, should be the host. That's right, that's right, because uh, we were fully compliant with all the, the rules and the requirements with respect to the beat including the support from our government to underwrite the, the games and also from the Sports Federations, National Olympic Committee and basically the whole leadership of Palau, whether they're elected or traditional. And I think we've seen in recent years too that it's very important for a Pacific or a mini games to have that government support. You know, Tonga had issues. Uh, the CNMI recently had to get their government support again after a typhoon. So very important to have the backing of your government to know that, uh, that they're on your side and, and will support you when needed. That's very true. They're sort of the, the bedrock for our uh, success with respect to hosting these games. Yeah. I think we're, in that uh, respect, we, we've been very fortunate because most of our uh, leaders, uh, from the executive to the, the city branch and even tradition and the whole community, have been sportsmen or sportswomen in some part of their life, so they know, they know what it takes. And Palau last hosted the mini games in 2005, is that yeah, correct? That's right. I understand a number of the venues are still there and they'll be used for the next games. That's very true. And also one of the highlights is um, next year we're hosting our Oceans 2020 and a lot of uh, uh, renovations and expansions are being done to the existing facilities.
including the gymnasium and, and the, the schools. And so that we started our stepping stone toward the... Also, our government has, uh, uh, has appropriated around $30 million to refurbish all the roads from the airport all the way to the city. So fully by then we'll be ready. The president of the Palau Olympic Committee, Frank Kiyota. Tonga's National Olympic Committee, or TASANOC, says it's verbally expressed an interest in hosting the 2027 Pacific Games, but nothing has been agreed to officially. At the annual general meeting of the Pacific Games Council in Samoa, Tonga was one of six nations to indicate they would be interested in hosting the event. Tonga belatedly withdrew from hosting the current Games and is facing legal action from the Council for breaching the hosting agreement. However, Taxanok Vice President Amaniaki Whakakotevai Gaito told Vinnie Wiley there's hope the country can host the Games in the future. We did discuss this, but there's nothing formally. I mean, I was surprised to see it as an agenda item. As I saw the agenda while at the meeting. So it wasn't something that you'd planned going into the meeting. You didn't know it was going to be on the agenda. But when you saw it, you thought, well, we might as well express an interest because why not? Sort of, because if we miss express our interest in this meeting, we'll never have our interest shown again. The next meeting will be discussing another item. Not They will be discussing the interest of 2029 minigames. Obviously, expression of interest is one step, and and there were six countries, including yourself, that yeah. you know, expressed that interest. So would no, be what? no paper or anything, submission or anything. It's just a verbal words confirming to the president of the Pacific Game Council. These countries are interested in hosting or to do a bidding for the 2027. But do you, or does Tarsanok, is this something that you think could potentially happen? I mean, do, do you think it's realistic that after everything that happened with 2019 and obviously the fact that the government is still being sued by the Pacific Games Council, this we could ever happen? We don't, know, we don't know the future. Maybe the next general election, maybe a new government coming in, and they will be very helpful. We so never know. From Tarsanok's point of view, obviously you won the bid back in 2012 to host the games that are happening right now, and, and yeah. I, imagine, I imagine there's still a lot of people in Tonga that would have loved the games to have been in Tonga right now, and that's something that, from Tarsanok's point of view, you would still love to see happen in the future. Sure. That's what we are from the Olympic Committee movement in Tonga. I think the main thing for us is to have training facilities, to have some some facilities for our young athletes to train for health and sports. You you think by hosting the Pacific Games potentially in, in 2027, that would be something that could drive on Tonga to build these facilities that you need for your, your young athletes? Of course. But of course, there will be a, you know, the bidding process, they, they need a government reassurance that they will support, first and foremost. So we are going back and sit down and what they see, I mean, the current government, there was nothing till and done yet. Did you and, and your colleagues, did you just, when it came up on the agenda, you just had a quick discussion between each other? Yes, that's right. Have you had any further conversations with other members of Tasanok or the government since Sunday? Uh, well, it's it just growing up, uh, I mean, on, on uh, social media. You know, people have different views and, and things, but I think uh, our president will uh, just uh, write a formal uh, report of us at any this meeting and what has been discussed with the TASA executive uh, board. Would you expect Tasanok to have discussions with the government about this? Of course. The government is the most important partner we do need to have in order to host. Tazanok Vice President Amaniaki Fakakotivi Kaito.
And that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Maureen Tweela Apple Taylor. I did ah. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.